Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Express Your Best. I am your favorite professor, Dr. A, here as always to offer you a few words of encouragement to start your day. We're back, y'all. We got another episode here, and we have another outstanding guest here to share with you his college journey. Here on this Express Your Best show, we talk about the highs and the lows of the college experience, and we always end with something special, and you're definitely going to want to hear this. We've got a wonderful guest with us today. See, I didn't use the word special like I always do. He is special, though. I'm just going to tell you right now. He is uh, an outstanding young man, and I just have watched him from afar just kind of do his thing here uh, in higher education. He is um, just a student here that I've met at Arupe College, and I'm going to let him tell you the rest about himself before I give it all away, but I do <laughs> want to welcome to the show Kevin Franklin. Welcome, Kevin. Hey, how you doing, Dr. Armstrong? I am great. I am so excited to have you here today, and I know the audience is going to love to hear from you. So let's just go ahead and jump right in. I already told it that you go to Arupe College right now, <laughs> but why don't you tell us what is your major at Arupe, and then what are some of the academic interests that you have? My major, okay, for, the, for those of you who don't know, I'm Kevin. I go to Arupe College. My major is liberal arts. And I want to continue on within the communication um, branch of of the of the thing, and my academic interests are, um, I like I like communication classes, as you know. <laughs> um, religious studies was a good one for me. Um, philosophy with uh, Dr. Minerva, uh, Professor Gore's communication class. Um, those those. I've been taking those for the past couple of years, and those was the ones that I, I like the most. So you all may not know this. Kevin is an unassuming uh, kind of guy. He's he's a pretty deep brother. So he likes those things where he's got to think a little bit. He's very interested in being challenged in that way, and it's just something that I've come to learn about him and that he likes little kids and cats. So, you know, you just don't know. You can never judge a book by its cover, right, Kevin? No, you cannot. No, no, no. <laughs> so we're going to keep it rolling here. I want you to talk to the audience about um, how you ended up at Arupe. I know a little bit of your story just having you in my communications courses, but why don't you share with them kind of what was your journey going from high school, thinking about what you wanted to do for college? Okay, um, well, to be honest, um, I kind of had a, a, a rough a rough start. Um, back in high school, uh, I wasn't, college wasn't honestly promised for me. Um, I grew up in Cabrini Green Housing Projects located on the north side of Chicago. And I didn't live there all my life, but I returned back and forth. And I kind of got into a lot of trouble in high school so my first high school my first two high school years I wasn't necessarily focused I was expelled um I was kicked out of class suspended every day for fights uh doing other things that I wasn't supposed to and I kind of came to some realization that like this wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life um I didn't want it to be 
I didn't want to be that guy that was 40 years old and life just passed him by. So I started to lock in on my classes. Um, I got real close with a high school teacher. Um, she put me on her track team. You know what I'm saying? She 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 really devoted her life into helping me into being a better person. So instead of hanging out with my friends after school and getting into stuff that, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, trouble, and instead of doing that, I was hanging out with uh, my teacher, and she was uh, educating me and just helping me really get through high school. And uh, I graduated high school in 2018. Uh, I think I had to do, like, one one summer class, but I, I graduated on time. And that was a, a big accomplishment for me because my mother had me at 15. Um, she she didn't have a, a high school diploma. She got her GED. My father didn't have a high school diploma. So I was the first person in my family, in my immediate family, to be doing this. So it was a big accomplishment for me. Um, once I graduated high school, I wanted to I wanted to see if I can take it a little further, you know. I wanted I actually like being in class rather than ditching class and <laughs> and I actually like learning new things and uh topics the topics that that were being discussed interest me and I felt and I felt like it was too late, like like it was too late. But it wasn't too late. Um I started looking into college, but I didn't go to college right away. Um, I actually went to college three years, I think three years after, um, if I'm not mistaken, again, falling into the streets, falling into, uh, bad habits. Um, like I said, my journey wasn't easy to get here, but I made it here. Um, I never gave up. Um, I always wanted to go to school. Every time I met with my mentor, she told me, she brought it up, brought up different schools, and um, I actually had a, a close friend who was going through the same thing as me. His name was uh, Angelo. He uh, went to the school, went to Arupe, graduated and everything. Uh, he was dabbling into the same thing as I was, but getting ready to change his life. And I was looking at the progress that he made with himself by changing himself from uh, a knucklehead, you know, I ain't gonna say too many words, but he was a knucklehead <laughs> and he established himself in like the business career and he, he was he was uh on his way to being a, a accountant and me coming from the streets and seeing that a person that I knew that was there with me in the streets found his way out, it just inspired me. So I started looking into this school that he was telling me about and the school was Arupe and it wasn't like uh any other thing any other college that was uh that was going on uh in the city like uh it would, i heard they offered a lot of good opportunities and i wanted to be a part of it so i got my act together once again applied and i've been here ever since then i've been killing it i, I ain't going to lie i've been having some some ups and downs you know um i feel like uh I feel like that comes from within, like, you know, I got to work on uh, 
things like procrastinating and waiting the last minute to do assignments mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But um, for the most part, I've been doing good and I worked my way up to my sophomore year and I actually just graduated this past summer. So I'm back finishing up a few classes and then I'm going to continue on with my next journey. You know, I want to I want to keep I want to keep going like being in school and away from uh, all the drama in the streets. It opened my eyes to so many different things. And uh, I just been taking heave into all the peers that I've been meeting and all the professors that I've been coming across. And I just I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. See what I mean? I told y'all he is just a deep brother. And so I love the fact that you are so open in sharing that this journey to college does not happen the same way for everybody. And so there are other, many other individuals such as yourself who have gone through some challenges, some highs and lows in terms of how they ended up uh, here uh, having that college experience. And not just at Arupe, but we're talking about colleges everywhere. I really do appreciate your, your sharing that with the audience because there is likely someone listening who thinks like you did, right? That it was too late for you and you wouldn't have a chance in, to get into college. But your heart was always there. And so often, if we allow it to, our heart can win out, right? It can direct us in the way that we need to go. And that you made the connection with a professor or a teacher, right, that helped you along the way. And people sometimes forget about that. They think, oh, I'm just going to go to school and I'm going to leave. You know, that's just what I'm supposed to do. But, you know, oftentimes there is someone there who is looking at you and they're wanting to look out for you. I want you to tell us about how was it difficult for you to accept the help from your mentor? Um, well, uh, it definitely was difficult because uh, the story of how I met her, uh, like uh, she, uh, okay. Because she's still in your life, she's right? She's still in my life. She's okay. still in my life. That's my, I call her coach. That's what I call her because I, I joined her um her Lakeview I I went to Lakeview High School uh so I joined her track team and uh I got the, I got the privilege to be on the track team train and go to a few uh games with her so she actually she changed my life so I call her coach because she's more than she was more than a coach she's like a life coach you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying so yeah. she's been with me through throughout a lot of stages in my life my ups and my downs but I met her like uh. I got kicked out of uh, my gym class or something like that, and this is this is from her mouth. Like like they put me in her class. I was like a sophomore. She she was a senior. She was a senior gym gym teacher, and I was a sophomore. So they put me in the upper class because they felt like the only teacher was her that could handle me. <laughs> like it was like an assignment for her. Like this bad kid, you gotta put him in your class. Make sure he do everything. Make sure he do everything. <laughs> if he don't pass, fail him. Like, but she she uh she saw more. She saw more in me. Uh, she she noticed that like uh, I was just a kid who was going through a lot at the time, but if you really sat down, if I really sat down and I did my work, or if you really had a one-on-one conversation with me, you would understand really who I who I truly am. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she, she saw a little bit more in me that I really didn't see in myself at the time. And she used to just, t- she at first she used to just check in, like, like check in to see what classes that I was going through. Then she noticed I wasn't coming to class 
and she started to like just pop up at, at the class the cl- right before she studied the class that I was ditching and right before I was going to ditch she would pop up at the class and was like yeah come to my room we finna do work like so like she she really helped me in in a lot of ways and and she helped me get my life together and I'm I'm thankful for her I still talk to her to this day mm-hmm. she just had two kids uh so them them like my them like my brother and sisters, man. Like I, 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 I love her. I told yeah. you he likes the kids, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm really, um, again, glad that you shared that story with us. And you know, it is so important to make those connections. And sometimes we're not willing to do it for ourselves as students. And right. when someone reaches out to us, a lot of times that's what it is. They see something in us that we don't see in ourselves. And so just saying, okay all right, yeah, I'll take the help, you know, what? what's it going to hurt? Um, that can really change your life. Um, so I am glad that um, that journey has led you to Arupe College. You mentioned that you graduated. Uh, you, I know you're taking a few courses and you'll be finished. Is that this semester? This semester. Okay, so you just have a few more classes to go. What are the plans that you got next? What's on the horizon for you? Um, I heard well, that deep sigh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my plans, well, first and foremost is to still make as much connections as I can here with my peers, my professors, make as much connections as I can. That's going to help me get to uh, the next step. Um, I'm, I want to I wanna continue my education. I want to further my education. I want to go at least, I got to at least get my bachelor's degree. I, I can't, I can't stop at two. I feel like. I, I, I got a little bit more mo- momentum in me. So I want to try to uh, continue at uh, Loyola or or I'm going to UIC. Okay. Yeah. So you definitely want to stay in state, yes. in the city. In the city. Um, you know, I, I, would love, I would love to go out of state. I honestly would love to go to an HBCU. But yes. you know what I'm saying? Um I feel like I got I got a I got a game plan right now, you know, uh every uh every now and then I go back, I go back, I I, I make a game play. I I go huddle, me, my mom, my coach, uh and I talk to them individually and then I I I put a master plan together. So I got a plan that's going to help me get through the next 2 years of whether it's Loyola or UIC. But uh, those are not too far for me, and those uh, I, I feel like they have good education programs. So I'm gonna try to either work work my outlets at, at either or, and execute my game plan there, mm-hmm. and try to and try to get my bachelor's degree. And then we can have you uh, do a graduate program at HBCU. How about that? Yeah, I can. I, I wouldn't mind. Okay. I wouldn't mind. I think you got a lot left in you. You say you, you, get, you think you got a couple of years. I think there's a lot more left. So I, I believe you kind of shared with me what your short-term and long-term goals are. Is that it? And so, But I am interested in what do you see yourself doing in the future? So you've gotten this bachelor's degree, and which is further than you thought that you would be. Real further, yeah. Honestly, I got a I got a small short term small short term goal right now. That's okay. the uh, past my psychology exam I got this week, man. I'm a little <laughs> nervous right now. I, I ain't never took a psychology class, but learning about the brain is really interesting. So I hope 
I passed that exam this week real quick. That's my short-term goal. Okay, That's we're putting that out there <laughs> in the atmosphere. Okay, <laughs> so what's the long-term goal? My, long, my long-term goal would be, of course, to receive my bachelor's degree. And I just don't want to find a career. I want to find a career that I love. Like, mm. like I don't want to just be at no, no job just because I'm here for the check or I'm here just to be here. Like, I, I want to I find something that I love. And I really do like working with kids. I honestly was coming in interested in being a social worker. Mm. But um, I, I, don't, I don't know. We're we, we going to see. Like, I wanted to help kids basically – that was once in my shoes, you know, teenage years, life pulling you everywhere, especially, uh, you know, being a young black male in Chicago, you know, life pulling you everywhere. Uh, you, you need certain outlets, and uh, I was blessed to have certain outlets to help me get to where I'm at, and I want to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I want to I wanna do something that's going to mean something. Like, it got to mean mm-hmm. something to me, so... Yeah, I can definitely see you doing something like that. And there's so many opportunities, so many options, I think, that you could explore. Uh, And once you, you know, get more into taking specific courses in social work or in the major, you know, the related major, I think you'll be able to see exactly or more clearly what it is that you want to do. Maybe you'll start a not-for-profit yourself. Maybe, you know, you'll decide to go into the community and you can you can have something. I don't know. I actually would. I would love to do that, too, because I've been a part of a few non for profit mm-hmm. organizations. Um, uh, Hug a Child, for, Hug a Child, Make a Change, uh, something that I'm uh, currently still doing, uh, something uh, in my neighborhood. Not just my neighborhood, but uh, it's for kids who, who are uh, family members of gun vi- of victims uh who fallen victim to gun violence. Mm. So if you are a kid, you know, you know somebody who was a victim of gun violence, you can come be a part of this group and we just take kids out uh on different events, help them with their homework and most importantly we got a big brother, big uh mentor program where like a person will be assigned to each kid and the kid sticks with the mentor throughout the whole program. I just respect you so much, Kevin, for the work that you're doing. That's a big deal because a lot of people don't understand the importance of giving back and or they think they have to have a certain amount of money or have completed a certain degree in order to do that. But you already realize it's not about that. You have something that you can give to a young person right now. And I, I think that's so important. But we, we could sit here talking about this all day long. Um, I did want to go back because we always ask our students to talk about maybe, you know, a couple of highlights from their college experience. What's something great that has happened uh, during your experience at Arupe? Um, one of the one. OK, the biggest highlight um, I had, I want to say was, excuse me, was was having the opportunity to uh, move into the dorms. Uh, it was a short term, it was a short experience for me, but uh, the little experience I had, um, it was it was amazing. Um, being in my own space, uh, the roommates were cool. You know, you're lucky to get a cool roommate. Even if not, you know, it's, it's still cool. Um, I was lucky to have cool roommates. Um, the the atmosphere of just living on campus it was you know coming from where I'm from you, you know Cabrini Green projects it ain't it ain't too many people that I know 
can say they they even stayed on campus or went to went to college or even thought about going to college. So mm-hmm. so just being there, um, I used to wake up like, man, I'm really here. Like, I'm really here. Did um, it make you feel like you're in college for real? Yes, now, right? that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yes, I'm really in college. Like, I'm a college boy. <laughs> All right. Well, I know that those next last two years, I know what's going to happen. You'll be, you're going to want to move into the dorms. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, what about um, challenges? You make, you mentioned a couple of things that you were still working on, but maybe you can share just a little bit about any challenges you've had during your experience. I think you talked about like time management or something like that. Uh, yes. Uh, procrastinating and uh, just waiting to the last minute to do assignments, you know, um, you know, you, you go to class and you, you think you have enough time, you know, as soon as class in, you might have a, enough time to go have fun, do whatever uh, college kids want to do. But you really need to get folk, get locked in. I'm going to say that. Get locked in on on your homework. And that's a problem that I had for me, like procrastinating. Like, you know, like I, I come, I come do it. At like eight o'clock when I come in, I come in eight o'clock tired, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. waiting until okay, it's eleven fifty five, it's eleven fifty five Monday to do it. I'ma go I'ma go out Sunday, Saturday and just wait until the last day to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh that's I feel like those one of the biggest challenges for me. My challenges come from within because the professors, they here to help. I ain't never came across no professor that didn't answer a question that I asked. But it was you. Yeah, you it all it all, yeah. it all come from it all come from me. So yeah, because sometimes people do get into that space of blaming, right? Like, yeah. well, they don't ever have office hours, or they don't, or they not there when I need help, and they don't. And Kevin is shaking his head. Check like, this out: no. they got they got office hours, and they always <laughs> there when you need help. You got to make time for it. You got to. This ain't this ain't cop. I mean, this ain't high school. This ain't grammar school. You got to make time for your like. Don't get me wrong; these teachers here to help. Like whenever, you, whenever, you, whenever you come to their door. And ask for their time. They gonna give you their time, but you gotta make the effort into doing that. You gotta walk up to them office hours. You gotta make time for it. Put put aside all the fun, all the other festivities, whatever going on aside, because it's college. It's gonna happen regardless. Put the work first. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's that's always the biggest challenge for me. It always it always came for me. Like uh, I'm, I feel like. I can't even say because I'm I'm still struggling with it now, mm-hmm. but that's that's something that I have to tell myself on a daily basis. Put the work first. Stop procrastinating. You know, don't wait to the last minute. If you got, if 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 you get out of class Friday and the assignment due Monday, just do it when you get out of class. Mm-hmm. That way, you got a whole weekend to do whatever it is that you wanted to do, and then that assignment already gonna be in because yeah. you turned it in. Yeah, knowledge is power. And so I think the first step is is often for you to recognize, you know what, this is an issue for me, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes people ha- aren't even there and recognizing it's an issue. It's always somebody else's fault for them. But you recognize it's an issue and it is something that starts with you. And to be able to say that to yourself, you know what, if I just get this done now, then I don't have to worry about it all weekend long. Um, it just makes sense. And so to just say, I'm going to put the work first, 
Uh, and that's something that I have to tell myself, too. I got to put the work first. Otherwise, it may not get done. Yeah, so I hear you. Um, you know what? I did come across something that reminded me of you. Um, and we're not going to spend a lot of time there. But there was um, an article. Her, the woman who wrote it, was her name was Sierra Graham. And in 2022, she published an article that was say, asking the question, why is black male enrollment in decline? And in it, she shares a few statistics that show that male college enrollment rates have been declining over the past few decades or over the past decade. She reported that college enrollment for black men dropped 14.3% in spring 2021 compared to spring 2020. Um, the number of black male students at two-year colleges, this is where I thought it got interesting, um, declined 21.5% in spring 2021. And so she gives a couple of reasons why this is the case. And as a black male attending a, a, a two-year college, I thought, you know what, I'm going to pose this question to Kevin and see what he thinks. But she says um, there are four main reasons for the decline. One would be the finances, so a lack of financial resources, the second was, um, oh, that you're more likely to be suspended from high school. We just talked about this. Number three, a lack of role models in education. And four, racial hostility on college campus. So I wonder, what do you think about this? Is Do you think that her reasons for the decline are correct? Do you agree with her? What, what are your thoughts? It's a sad situation, but uh, those numbers didn't, they don't they don't surprise me because when you are a black male in college you don't have the certain resources that every other that every other race has you know the first one it says final what is it financial financial think, yeah. most of us come from single parent homes it's just mom or sometimes it may just be dad or dad is barely around but most of us come from single parent homes where they can't afford money for tuition so mm. i can't how am i i can't even afford to, to be in school how am i gonna get there mm -hmm. how am i oh, how, yeah. how am i gonna get there how right. am i gonna get there then what's the what's the second one uh the second one was what we talked about earlier about uh black males being Man, more likely to be suspended from school i mean that's something that i had to face but i i i i looked at it like i wanted to be here so i i wasn't gonna give i wasn't gonna make sure that i i I made sure that I wasn't going to get into trouble that was going to get me suspended. But, yes, coming from that environment where you get suspended all the time, you're less likely to honestly care about school. Mm -hmm. What I care about school, I don't be here anyway. What I care about school, I don't be anywhere. Y'all going to suspend me. Some people get used to being suspended mm -hmm. that they just take it as, like, they. soon as they hear suspension, they cool with being at home. Yeah. So, Coming from that mindset, yeah, if I'm in college, I used to get it suspended in high school. Oh, well, it ain't nothing to me anyway. Like, mm -hmm. like they, you're not going to say that, but that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Number three. Number three was uh, lack of role models in uh, education. That goes back to some some people only having single-parent homes, like moms only, only having a job to provide food on the table mm -hmm. for the family like she's doing the best she can and especially if you're growing up in the inner city that don't matter really black latino mainly black and latino but we, we focusing on black males right now but i just want to clarify that it's, it's heavy in a black latino mm -hmm. that 
when you go outside, the people that you see are your role models. The mm. dudes on the corners, the dudes with the fast cars, the dudes that's doing all the trouble. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them don't have college degrees. Yeah. So coming from those environments, of course, like the people that you see go to college, the number is going to be low. Like I, I know, I know a few people that have went to college but that's a few out of the hundred people that I know that's in the projects mm-hmm. or in in areas that I be in. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So no, I get that. I'm I'm glad that you're able to give us some firsthand knowledge of this, um, and it it makes sense um, exactly what you're saying. I think the last one. I'm not sure if you find this to be true where you are, but it was saying racial hostility on campuses. Is that, um, um, I don't know if that's been your part of your experience here. Uh, I can't say that uh, I experienced uh, any racist hostility here at, at Arupe, mm-hmm. but I know, like, I know I have cousins that are in college in certain parts of the country mm-hmm. and I have friends that are in college in certain parts of the country and they tell me they they tell me how it is being an African-American woman and males because I have both that mm-hmm. are all over the country and how it is in in those certain areas and I can't speak on it too much because it hasn't happened to me yeah but I'm I am aware that like on on other campuses like this is a small, this is a small campus, and honestly, like Arupe, it, it it doesn't it doesn't have a lot of black percentages. Like it, I mean, it don't it don't the percentage of black people is not not high, but we all know each other, and and like it's a, it's it, it's a community, not even just with us, but with all the other people that are other ethnicities and everything. Mm-hmm. It's not so much a like. Not so much of that uh, racism, as far as for me, I, I, I can't say that I have experienced that on this campus. Yeah, so I think in um, for those who may have missed some of my earlier episodes, I've talked about Arupe, and Arupe is a smaller uh, entity. as It's a part of Loyola University Chicago, but it is a, a much smaller entity. And so we do have primarily uh, black and brown students. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we actually did have an increase in the number of African-American males in particular that really? we got this year. Absolutely. Okay, um, so okay. that's... That's pretty cool. Um, but I think it is Im- important to note that wherever you go, you know, you are likely to, to need to find that center where there are people that are like you, that are like-minded. And in many cases, that comes from being in a community with people who are, you know, of the same ethnicity. So, I mean, it's just something to think about. Find that, right, and, and allow that to ground you but then it doesn't prevent you from meeting and communicating and interacting with everyone there. Um, but oftentimes it really is helpful to be in the midst of people who are uh, very similar to you. I did, you know, just thinking about the numbers and, and what we've been discussing, I wonder what motivates you? Is there some particular person or is it uh, something that you have within yourself that, that you makes you keep going? What is it? I believe I believe it's definitely something within myself. I believe like my I want to give credit when it's due to my mom and my coach. They they definitely they motivate me. 
uh, on many different levels, but it's definitely something within myself. Um, I've always been smart. I just was a, was was a knucklehead. Like I called mm-hmm. my homie, I was a knucklehead, and um, if I just had the right, I always knew that if I had the right guidance, or if I just found something that I love to do, I would be straight. So that turned out to be school, and like school gave me, it gave me that rush that like I I haven't I haven't like the the feeling of achieving something from school gave me a rush of it gave me I, I didn't I I can't describe it like mm. so I I felt that I and and I just I just pushed for it ever since then like um I want to be successful I want to I want to be 40 and comfortable I honestly want to be 40 and don't even want to be in Chicago I'm tired of, I'm I'm I just keep hit. What's this with this forty? Where does this come from? Because honestly, like where, like where I'm from, like a lot of a lot of my friends, a lot of my close friends, haven't even made it to see twenty one. Mm. So, I, I'm trying to, is 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 is, I want to put myself up there. I want to see myself older than forty, but forty is I I don't know. It's it's just an age where like. I feel like you starting to get old. It's not 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 old. I ain't trying to disrespect, you know. I'm not old, so I don't know what you over <laughs> here looking at me for. Excuse yeah, me, nah, Kevin. No, nah, I'm just saying, like like when 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 you reach a certain age and you have like like you get wise. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. I wanna I want I wanna picture myself up there like when I'm starting to get wise and I, yeah. I done had some experience in life. And a lot of my friends, like a lot of people that I came up with Unfortunately, they don't have that uh, mm-hmm. privilege. So I always say, like, when I get forty, when I get a certain age, and I get older, I'm gonna make sure like my life different. Like, you know. I love that. Um, we've talked about this before, and I know we're gonna have to end this show, but um, we you, you have to come back and talk to us again. Uh, but we've discussed how uh, part of my early years of work I did spend in Cabrini Green. And I was teaching, you know, preschoolers. Really? Yep, at Lord North Center. My my grandmother was a teacher I at Lord North know, Center. No, we talked <laughs> yeah, about oh my this. Yes. So you forgot? Yes. yes but we I talked did. about it. And so I remember, though, they would have the preschool graduation, and sometimes the kids would—I mean—they would have limousines, and the kids would be in tuxedos. And I thought, it's pre school why you know what is the deal why are you having you know why is there so much celebration surrounding preschool and it goes along with what you're saying you know we had conversations about that even with some of the teachers there that for many of those children there wasn't an expectation that there was going to be much more you know maybe eighth grade maybe high school but we had to celebrate what we could while we could. Exactly. And so you just brought that to to my mind um, when you said it. And so I'm I am so grateful to hear you talk about forty. Um, forty is not old, but but I understand what you're saying that it is uh, it is forward thinking, mm. which is what you need to have. You will live. <laughs> you will be forty plus. <laughs> be forty plus. I need that from you. All right, so we're going to get ready to end this show. Um, you know what I got to ask you. What words of encouragement or wisdom 
do you have to offer to your peers? Let me give it a drum roll. <laughs> it's going to be good, y'all. going to be good. Um, What I have to say is don't. Don't let failure be the end of your story. Don't let don't let the fact because things didn't go right for the past couple of years or things didn't go right this semester that this is the end of your story. Keep going. Like, okay, you failed. You got knocked down. Get back up. Don't give up. Just don't just don't stop. If you stop, that's when that's when you really in trouble. So what? You took a ill. Cause I've been taking L's, I've been taking L's after L's after L's. But once I took that W, it like it, it felt like it felt like nothing other. So what I want to say to all my peers is, no matter how hard life get, please keep going. Just keep going. All right, you all, you heard it. I just want to repeat this because it has been a word for me too. Um, so Kevin has said a lot to us today. I, I do want to go back to where he talked talk to us about putting the work first to stop procrastinating. And it's something he and I are both working on. Um, he talked about accepting the help, that there are people who believe in you and may believe in you more than you believe in yourself. They are there to help you. He also talked about giving back to others. I don't want to gloss over that. That is really important. You don't have to wait until you've achieved some sort of accomplishment or you have so much money. You can give back to others right now, and it's important. And then he did the mic drop. Don't let failure be the end of your story. Don't stop. The image I get in my head when you said that even if you take, a, take an L, when you are riding a bike uphill and you know what happens if you stop, right? Yeah. That's it. That's the end of it, okay? Yeah. You going backwards, and if you stop and it's a steep hill, that that's it. You are done, okay? And so we don't want that to be the case. So listen to Kevin. Just keep going. No matter what happens, failure does not have to be the end of your story. Kevin, I am so grateful that you came here to talk to us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Ah, oh, so I can't wait till you come back. We got to finish this story <laughs> after he gets this degree and he's off to the next place. <laughs> we don't know where it is yet, but he's going to keep in touch. Um, and we'll find that out. I'll keep you guys updated. So, you all, this is the end of our episode today. This has been another outstanding episode of Express Your Best. I am your favorite professor, Dr. A, here as always to provide you with a few words of encouragement to start your day.